conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, all right. Good morning. How are we doing? Good morning. We are all so changed. Look at my hair, your beard. Michael <laughs> still looks young, looks still like 22, so it didn't change much. Yeah, <laughs> being, a, being a dad hasn't ch- aged you at all, Mr. Golden. Well, you should have seen me two years ago, and then, and then... <laughs> <laughs> big change. <laughs> big change. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's been, uh, been a little while since we've gotten together just because of uh, the craziness of scheduling. Um, you know, travel is picking up. And uh, for me personally, I think the revenge travel term is uh, a, a legit thing. Um, yeah. Eight flights last week, a couple of thousand miles of travel. And so 
uh, here we are back together, reunited as a good morning hospitality family. I love it. Yes, sir. Likewise, I've been in five cities the past five weeks. So from Boston to California to Texas to South Carolina, all over the place. Amen. And then we got Mr. Ross, who hasn't left you. I was, you the I was stuck here. No, I, I, didn't. I, just stuck, I just stayed here, slept in that one meter away from me. No, but it, it's still, I had my second shot uh, last week. So I think I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'll go back to my, my hometown, to the Netherlands, I think, in, in one and a half weeks. So uh, first travel since, since a while. So looking forward to that one. So uh, Yeah. Well, I'm excited it's going to be a good one because uh, I think as things are picking up in America and then hopefully slowly with you guys, uh, that you will get more in, yeah, more, more in-person stuff. But uh, one thing we've kind of talked about is uh, the hybrid events and how this is going to be a big thing. But then with the like, revenge travel, we've seen people at conferences and shows and all this other stuff. So it'll be interesting to see, does a hybrid model play as strong as we thought? Um, but before we jump into that conversation, I would love to just do a good old bid eruption report um, because I've missed the bid eruption report so much. So we're going to jump right in. Let's do it. I miss this so much. That's why I'm making it special with two startups of the week this time. Um, if you're looking at the top five investments actually the, in the last month, two of them are bus companies. So Booser, as you just saw on the screen, which is a Brazilian uh, company. They actually are the Uber of the uh, bus company, as I just saw last an explanation. So you can rebrand your, your bus into a Booser, become kind of pink, and then actually you can run it out. They're just more folks in technology. They raised 138 US dollars, so uh, quite successfully, uh, especially when they're still focusing on the, on the Brazilian market. The other one who raised a quite large investment was uh, Flixbus. Flixbus, a uh, German company, raised 650 million euro, uh, and in total, they already did 1.2 billion. So uh, if you look at the investments of the last month, again, two of them, they're bus companies. Uh, the other two actually was the same investment. Well, split into uh, into train. So you can see different ways of, of transportation it seems to be become more popular uh, as they raise quite uh, significant funds. So again, well done, uh, Booster and Flexbus, and especially Booster, my compliments as you're focusing on, an, uh, well, on, on one country so far. So it's nice to see. Um, I also read quite a lot of articles that uh, this is still the time for uh, for startups to be more uh, grow more than ever. So I think you see, uh, still, you don't see many new investments in, in travel. Um, you see some, but not on the old level. Um, nice to see there's in different spaces now. I think a few months ago, you saw many in the vacation rental industry. Now you see some in transportation. So let's see what is coming. Um, then the events part. Uh, last week, I was speaking in the Uza Kroter event. Um, that's the, also the award we won uh, last year. Um, it was actually postponed. Now it was the US edition. And then later this year, I think December is the real one again in, in Istanbul, where I'm going to present as well. I finally pick up my award for best travel founder. And then the 1st of July, we have a new iMeet Hotel Spain edition. Uh, a few weeks ago, we as well, we had our own iMeet Hotel event. So it was, a, was really, uh, was, was great. It was a large audience and it was focusing on the US market as well. So it uh, um, was a great event as well. And yeah, still hybrid events for us with our own iMeet Hotel. Now we're just looking, are we going to keep it online? Or are we going to do it uh, live again? But there's a longer discussion in this episode. Um, 
One thing is interesting to mention already, I also had a call with one of the largest two operators in the industry, and we talked about that as well, about business hybrid. And he said, okay, I think business travel comes back exactly how it was. Um, so let's see. Uh, let's discuss with the others and uh, can't wait also the uh, what's with the noise. Yeah, Grandma is getting her donut on. Uh, yeah, long time no see. Excited to be back. Um, and what I chose for What's With The Noise this week is a topic near and dear to Michael Ross's heart. Uh, but as it comes closer, and if Delta ever does this, then it'll be uh, the best subscription I ever owned. So there's a company out of India that is now doing subscription flights. And right now it's three cities that are live and they've got seven more that are in the pipeline, but it comes out to be about 700 bucks a month. And I think for any of us that travel twice a month, uh, especially if the cities that are selected are, are the frequent, frequently visited ones, that's a, that's a no brainer. And Wall Street loves recurring revenue. So I would suspect to find uh, a number of, a number of companies, maybe U.S. or or Europe focused, they are keeping a close eye on on this Indian company and if it's replicable to to them and their markets. But it's a, a great way to come out of a pandemic is with uh, thousands of subscriptions. I when you sent that article, I, know I love subscriptions. <laughs> so maybe we should launch BitFlights. No, but of course it's an interesting <laughs> area. We also spoke with some airlines actually because the more airlines want to go to the space, not directly unlimited flights. They more want to check. We have subscription, and for this this membership fee, you always have upgrades when possible. You have check-in luggage for free, seat luggage. Uh, you don't have to pay extra, etc. So more airlines will come. We're speaking to a few as well in this field for for partnerships and. Uh, well, you see again, recurring income, of course, is 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 interesting, right? You can see for valuations and, and think also airlines when they're, you can see the impact now of the last uh, one and a half year. Um, so yeah, it is interesting to see. Um, nod, still, it, yeah. I know you you can't say, but just give a head nod if it's Delta. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna say. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, when you sent that link article in our in a group chat, I was like, oh, man, Ross is going to love this one. We but should then, have a paid session afterwards. So that if you really want to know the teaser, who Ireland is, just watch on the paid, uh, the paid episode. And uh, it's probably we could, could we could do to get some teasers and on the free session. And we have a paid uh, subscription membership. And then we're just sharing with more. Hey, I, uh, I have the ability to do that. I've been playing around with it behind the scenes. So it's something that is very possible. Um, and if you're somebody watching out there and looking to sponsor, we're always open. Um, but so I was thinking just the other day, uh, because as we were talking about this, this conversation of in-person slash hybrid events, uh, I remember when you and I first met Ross, that you guys were actually doing I meet hotel in person. That was an in-person event, every yeah. destination you guys were doing. Um, but then due to the pandemic, you guys shifted. So now I want to kind of like start off, I guess the conversation with that. And then we can go into Michael where you were in San Diego. 
uh, for the other conference. I think it was a either conference or convention. Um, but are you guys planning on shifting that back to in-person stuff or is that more of it's based on the you know destination you guys want to host it in? Well, it's more, first, we're really focusing on destinations. And I think on the 1st of July, we have the Spanish edition, but it's still going to be online. Um, I think with the whole I meet hotel approach, we also go more to niches. So more, in, for yeah. example, about echo or loyalty, et cetera. So then it's not particularly needed to be in a specific location. I think the location additions, yeah, well, they will come back to, to specific locations because it was successful. Yeah. I think it's also a networking thing. I think that's really important mm -hmm. of business travel and conferences is there's a network part, right? And this is something yeah. you just don't know. If you're watching a webinar, you're joining an online conference, there's no network. Yeah. You're just not exactly. gonna just chat with somebody half the evening uh, somewhere else. No, you're just, you're just leaving afterwards. Or So I think that's really important that the IMEET Hotel conference actually was, of course, also connected to networking, especially uh, the, the part after was took always longer than the event by itself. And yeah. I think that's the same with, with the rest of, uh, of, the, of the events later, the, the Focus Right and the Skift and all the other big, which still didn't sponsor us, by the way. But still, if you're looking at the, 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 the big travel conferences, it's, I go there. The content is nice, but I go there for networking and partnerships. Yeah. And I think that's the main reason as well to go to this event. So um, I think it will come back for sure. You will see that the smaller ones, the, the, the webinars, the really content-related ones, yeah, they might still be... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, hybrid or online, but you see the ones that are really important for networking. They will just be, uh, they will be back, but in a different oh, yeah. way, right? You see, I think this gift, this gift on this, I think this year is on the airport, uh, airport yeah. hotel. If I'm correct, so it's already a different location. I think I'm not sure, but I think it's a smaller location, and it's also going to be hybrid. Um, so you will see mm -hmm. some changes there. I think still, I, I love to travel again and to to meet people in person, and mm -hmm. I think that's also how we grow the business so far by networking. Yeah, I want to give one shameless shout out too because I saw that we got a, a like and a thumbs up uh, from our good friend Damien Sheridan, who is uh, the founder and creator of the Book Direct Show and the Book Direct Network. So um, that's a conference it's I know that's that in uh, in London. Yes, I was gonna say it is a hundred percent in person. It will not be held online this year. So shout out, Damien. That's awesome. Done. Yeah. Love it. Love it. That's a, a good sign. It's a good sign of recovery, especially I know the first, I think the first book direct conference was actually in person. And then we had that, um, you know, whole COVID-19 thing happen. Uh, I met Damien at the uh, short stay show and the shorties award last year before everything kind of locked down. And um, so I know the all online and the all in person, there's a big difference. And we've ch chatted about that. So I think, Damien would have been a great person to actually have as a guest speaker. Um, he says right now, actually, I'd rather be having a beer with you guys now than walking <laughs> in from my desk. Well, that's that's exactly our topic today, Damien. So um, I, I think to get back to like the the in person events versus not the the conference I went to in San Diego was super super interesting. They only had the like big talks so only in the morning and, and at the end of the day the mm -hmm. entire rest of the day was just for networking they know how starved people are for networking mm -hmm. and it granted it was in california but no masks all in person it was it was pretty uh pretty strange compared to the past 18 months but the the organizers understood why people are going to their events and 
And it's really to, to network and to meet one another. It, it's sometimes for the content. Uh, at Noiseware, we used to we used to do most of our hiring in the fall and then send the new hires to conferences so they can see people meet, learn, go to sessions, understand the industry. But I think, you know, to your point, Michael, I don't sit in too many of the talks, but the majority of my time mm -hmm. is grabbing beers with guys like Damien who are <laughs> super plugged into the industry and know what's going on and, and who the up and comers are and who the on the way out folks are. And, and I think, I think the value of purely online is, is, is gone. Like we did a number of them last year, didn't see much from it at all, if anything. And we know that in person, we get a heck of a lot more out of it. So <clears throat> hybrid might be good for those that are, um, health conscious or elderly or not vaccinated or whatever. Uh, but if you can't get together in person at the end of this year, second half of this year, then, um, you know, it, the old adage, the rich get richer in America, we're yeah. doing it. It's happening. And to our European counterparts that can't get together and can't gather, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're miles ahead uh, of where they are. So, um, it's, we're, we're lucky that we've gotten the vaccine rolled out the way we have. And, uh, maybe the, um, restrictions rolled back as early as they were, but I mean, in the UK, they're, they're about to extend the restrictions, which just blows my mind. Um, but whatever, I guess they're, they're the elected bodies that those, those countries chose. They, they can always vote them out next time. Well, I go back to this hybrid part. I think it's really important. See that as an extension, right? When you just say as a conference, we didn't always have it at the live conference. And if people were not able because of costs or et cetera, there are different reasons. Times, okay, I can still attend the conference because it takes me only a few hours instead of a few days. I think that is great. But I think, in, and as, as Michael said, I just, the main reason was never for me the content. It was always a networking part, always. And uh, even though mm -hmm. there were sessions, I was often still in the, the networking space or in the lounge space because other people couldn't be bothered to listen to some content. And then you networking there. Um, often when the network in the, the events, often the drinks are included. So, of course, it also helps a bit to stay a bit longer. Um, but, yeah, again, I think this networking part is so important. And, again, if it's really focusing on content, then listen to some podcast of some, some, some guys like us or Damien, et cetera. Great for content. But for networking, of course, just meet people again in, uh, in real life. How, Michael, how much of an advantage do you think it is for, um, particularly right now, the American companies that are able to get out and go do in-person meetings and go do networking and all that compared mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, our European competition or your American competition or, or whatnot? Is it a, a massive advantage or do you think it's slight or, or not existent? No, I think it's, message, it's, it's super important. Again, if I look at our company, if you look at the investors we have, if you're looking at the partnership we have, it's all because we met them in person. And none of them we met online and then further. And I think um, still in Europe, of course, you see the majority of the conference, the bigger ones there in the main cities or in the UK. Um, I still, still think if you're looking at the, the big size, of course, you have the I2B. 
I think this one will change. It was really like a more like a trading thing. And then uh, it was already pretty old school, in my opinion, the ITB, even though it was nice to be there. I think if you're looking at the skift, the, the focus, right, those kind of conferences, this was really like really focusing on more on also on technology, more on travel. This, this will work. I think that particularly the real trading uh, ones, I think they will be differently. So I think that ITB will not come back as how it was before. Um, I think the other conference, they, they could come back. And again, I would travel. I can't wait to travel, for example, later this year again to, uh, to the U.S. for or skip the focus right or both of them. What I2B, which I always love to go there. I'm not sure if it's, if it's needed again uh, next year, March. Yeah, I mean, focus right, U.S. version is, is going to be in person in I think, November, as it always think is. Think of Miami again. And this is for now that they yeah. were we will tour. Yeah, but the European one's fully online. So I don't go yeah, there. I, I don't go. I don't go to the Focus right in Amsterdam, which is kind of weird because it's next door, right? So I just and um, somebody else from the team went there. It was completely different scale, completely differently. So it's you know that the Focus right in Miami just it's there's some content, but it's mainly networking. Yeah. And the one in the Netherlands and in Amsterdam was I didn't even go there, even though it's your hometown. So <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think to your point, like there were times even during COVID that I'd, I'd take a, a quick business trip, take someone out to dinner and unsurprisingly or unsurprisingly, the next day a, con a signed contract is sitting in my inbox. Like yeah. Something that mm -hmm. I've been waiting on for one, two, three months. And, and all it takes is a, mm -hmm. a dinner out, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing the, how, even though the world has become so digitized and so, easy to communicate and see people online all the time. It's just not the same. It's just not, not even close. So, so how, how would it be if we were meeting in person? Because we never met each other. Well, maybe you both did, but we, I never met you both in, in person. Yeah. Isn't it? So Michael, we, we were supposed, well, not supposed to meet, but I was in Texas in January of uh, 2020 before everything happened. And then, uh, so I met majority of the Noiseware team. Uh, but yeah, Michael and I have never met in person. So it's crazy <laughs> to think that none of us, like I met, um, we had Cindy on the show last, uh, last time, a couple of weeks ago, I haven't met her in person yet, but I'm meeting her in person again, uh, this week. And I've met other people that I've been talking to online for a year, um, uh, in person. Finally, it's like, holy crap, this is so crazy yeah. to, to see the flourishing. So it's, I'll, it's I'll meet Will in the next probably three or four weeks as, as we start rolling out in some of the Orion house properties. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to pick the right. It'll be emotional when you see each other. It's like we slow motion running to each other, then hugging. How is it going to be? Did we have to film this? This is going to be. I'll be, I'll be running up to him with my phone in my hand. just like, ah, tears down yeah, my so face. We have to record this. We'll make that yeah. happen. Record this. Well, come on, in a few years we have. In a few years, there will be TV studio live from our own studio. <laughs> Good morning, hospitality. So then it's all differently. But for now, we'll hey, do it this way. Dream big, dream big. I'm loving it. I think <laughs> that's awesome. tourism is 10 percent of the world's GDP, so it uh, it certainly warrants its own uh, big live show. Yeah. Hey, maybe uh, we just take this topic and this episode, and then we make an announcement for our first. You know, good morning hospitality in person slash hybrid online event. Who knows? And, mm -hmm. and two out of three of us. We play this well, right? So they have to pay a ticket or it'll be pay yeah, content, yeah. right? Or yeah, on Netflix. Exactly. We, we have to just finalize finalize a deal once we'll because it takes too long with them. 
Or I couldn't no, say we'll, this because of the NDAs. We gotta get we gotta get a bid eruption <laughs> uh, um, subscription going. So you gotta create a bid eruption or a bid room uh, subscription for this conference specifically. Okay, that's what you guys are tasked with. Let, get let's on. Let's do that. Like, chop Fine. chop. If you close the door, Netflix for Perfect. Yeah, wildly off topic. <laughs> hey, but we haven't done a show in a few weeks, and uh, exactly catching up. So, despite exactly. never seeing each other in person, uh, well, we could talk about how the kids are doing all those things. But do this also. This is the paid show afterwards. So, let's give us, yeah. Michael, give us an update <laughs> on the, the hotel school. How's that coming along? I mean, it, yeah. hotels are ramping up and struggling. I know in America, struggling to hire people. Well, you see in the whole space, you see that, uh, of course, Bitroom is partnering with them. And, and uh, you see what a lot of what's happening now is that still the all the hotels, even though for us, we're reaching out to them. You see they have some struggles and some difficulties to find people. I think if you're talking, mm -hmm. we also partner with some other, like, for example, Tip. We had them once. I mentioned them. We have a partnership with them, and they are giving now benefits to employees. You can see that the the hotels and the and the restaurants they are really struggling with workforce. So they're now focusing, I think, the rest of this year just to get people. And yeah. I think later this year they say, okay, can we get some? Uh, can we just upskill them or reskill them or find better people? Now they just need people. So yeah. I think also I didn't experience much hospitality so far. Um, that hasn't less time recently, but I think as soon as we travel, I don't know what is your experience now. Did you see kind of a different like hospitality it's, or our level? Because yeah. it's, I think it's complete completely changed i was going to share that too like we we had some unique experiences because you guys know i well golden and i are both marriott fans and um you know definitely hotels restaurants are struggling with staffing it's a, it's mm -hmm. obvious to see that but um I, I you know we stayed at a west Inn. okay so we were staying at a west Inn hotel that's usually a brand that you expect the room's clean the check-ins friendly the whole experience from entry to exit is pretty smooth and seamless uh, to the point where you like, you get to the desk once you generally have to go to the desk multiple times throughout your stay. Even if it's just very short, we, we didn't have that experience. You know, we were very, the parking wasn't clear. The check-in was, but like you know, choppy. It wasn't, you know, very friendly. Plus then the rooms themselves, like there was leftover food from in the mini fridge, oh, uh, the bed, yeah, the bed wasn't uh, like it was clean, but the beds like did no hospital corners. The sheets were wrinkled. Uh, yeah, Come on, they, they, they should know that the Will Slickers, the one of the best famous podcast hosts in, in the world. <laughs> they didn't have this a welcome is, card. No, no, no welcome card. No, but yeah. uh, but like what I, I I did a video just because like the little attention to detail stuff that like it wasn't a mess, but it was like the little stuff, and then. Um, you know, just so you could definitely tell the hospitality is different from the way it was in 2019. Um, I don't know. So it and it was kind of like that experience the whole time we were there in that city. Uh, the dinner that we went to should have been a quick, you know, order, get our food and drinks, pay. But how did you book? You have to use it. What I, what I often do just or uh, even though I send it by myself or our office manager make a reservation, so our CTO yeah. is coming. It helps. So yeah. do it as well. Like okay. even just yeah. make another email address. Like, hey, the, the, the big, uh, important, famous podcaster Will Slickers wants to stay in your hotel, <laughs> even though you write it by yourself, Will. <laughs> well, I didn't think about that, but uh, you know, it, it's always no, I'm interesting not doing to this see how... I'm not doing this. I'm maybe. <laughs> well, I was gonna say it's interesting to see, like, when especially when I, so we did book direct. I didn't book the 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 
reservation myself, but we did book online. Um, and then I asked him, like, hey, is my loyalty rewards number on there? And like, oh, no, it's not. I was like, okay, here it is. Gave it to him. Then when they saw the status, they're like, oh, uh, like that kind of pos- like their whole demeanor changed, right? So it's like, I part of me struggles because we shouldn't be changing because we know someone's a gold or platinum or CFO, CEO of this. Um, it should be like that consistently. Always. Um, so, yeah, yeah it was interesting. Biggest- The biggest um, noticeable difference in hospitality, in my opinion, is or has been at restaurants. It's longer wait times, consistently worse service, Mm -hmm. uh, and and super slow, like from start to finish. Uh, Yeah. We we complain as Americans, Michael, we know it's very European to, to have a dinner that lasts three hours. But as an American, depends on the country. It really depends want, on the country. In and out in an hour, like max. Mm-hmm. Like, give well, me see the as well. Drink. Let's go. But the industry yeah. would like to the topic dinner and go. If you go, like for example, with French people, you just they're starting, or even Belgian, they're starting during lunch and they finish in the evening, and then it's the same with French. Or Dutch people are more to the point and. Uh, Time is time. It's okay. We have a dinner. Okay, it's from, from two to three. Wait, it's like not even so you know exactly when you're finished. So, yeah, uh, that's how yeah, ours was. We had, we had a, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's hard now. You can't uh, you can't time it that way because uh, a lot of restaurants are still closed. So that means these other restaurants that are open all have longer wait times, and they're still shorthanded on staff. So yeah, just even to get an order in takes. 20 minutes longer than it, it normally would. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a struggle to hire people right now in, in the U S at least. Well, I think it will take yeah. a while because other people work in the hospitality, they move to different kind of industries because they need to. And it, of course, if it's take one month, they won't just manage, but it takes, took so long that they'll just move to different, uh, different industries and they're not coming back. Right. Just many of them. So do you have to really like, like skill now completed new new group of people which which takes a while and as well just normally when i look at the american change you just know that if i just go for example to sheraton in krakow for example i just know the experience is great completely different approach and you go to a different hotel mm-hmm. but this is something if this is going to change it will just also change of course the the whole load is okay i just my experience wasn't great and if it happened the second time like oh maybe i tried somewhere else right so it is important that you just keep this quality it's going to be super difficult so I'm curious, and I think the hotels now, I'm not sure if they're going to invest a lot in, in, in education and, and, and upskilling, reskilling of their people. It's now just to make optimize, I think, revenue and profit. And I think as soon as they see the, the issues and the problems and the complaints, then they might say, okay, maybe we should do something there. So yeah, I think as soon as people don't complain too much, I think they'll be okay, I think, at the end. Just say, I think now is they're surviving. I think the end of the year, people say, okay, now we have to do something because it goes, this goes bad. So yeah, no, yeah. I wonder the average review has the average review rating dropped significantly in 2021 versus 2019. That'd be an interesting uh, stat. Can you to check them from. all? Can you just can you just hundred thousand properties check it, Will, for next episode just to see? Yeah, if yeah. Will. There. Yeah, Will. Yeah, will be good. Yeah, I'll call my assistant while I'm on the plane. Have her do that. <laughs> your, your yeah. After she finishes your hotel reservations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, no, that's. That's a good point. And I'm, and one thing that I think about just like, cause I think what hotels can really like, I was just talking about this with somebody else, but talking about what hotel, like the hotel, like I feel like 
Sometimes I dog on hotels, even though that's where I came from. But it's, they have a great product. They have great hospitality. They've been around for so long. Vacation rentals, uh, I've really embodied tech. But then what I think vacation rentals and hotels can embody more is like kind of that startup culture. Instead of doing an orientation with everyone in a room, watching videos or listening to a boring speech or whatever, like getting ways to engage the staff in a longer, better way with things like hotel.school with, you know, micro content to give them those skills in between uh, into micro doses that basically help them not zone out and throw everything that they just learned right at the window. Um, there's a lot of stuff that can do, can be done to like retain staff better, but I think we just get so used to hire throw to the wolves. If they last, they last. If they don't hire again, like, it's a, well, what it's is a also bad. interesting, what you see is that the hotels, instead of this sleeping experience, yeah. this is that you can do in a vacation rental or somewhere else. You see that the hotels yeah. really now, all of them, if you're looking at all the, the, the meta search or the booking platforms, all of them, they're really focusing on now uh, adding perks. This is coming, if you're looking at booking.com is also doing this now, it upgrades, vouchers for restaurants. Of course, you know, we're doing this for a while, Trip Plus, so you see. Many of them, it's okay, you have a great, uh, well, depends on the platform, at least at Bidroom, you have a good good deal for your stay. But mm -hmm. the, the extra perks again, is super important. And you see all the platform moving into this into this space. Like how can we deliver more value for the for the member as well, of course, to, up, to, to, to upsell more, right? If you get a 20 euro voucher for a restaurant, of course, their goal is to make you this dinner in their restaurant and spend you $100, uh, whatever, in the restaurant. And same with yeah. the spa and everything. So upgrade, especially in Europe when there's like, Still, the 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 occupancy is still pretty bad. It's okay, just upgrade where where possible for the experience. Cool. So this yeah. has become yeah. pretty popular in here. Yeah, I I can't say I've been upgraded on pretty much every flight and hotel stay I've had during COVID. Yeah, which is, which is great. Um, but that said, like you're paying premiums right now, and the experience mm -hmm. is still not quite as good. So mm -hmm. they. Maybe they have to figure out how to justify it, or at some point, price can't continue to outpace service. Uh, that's mm -hmm. what you pay for in a hotel. On a, yeah. a short-term rental, you check in and, and the house is yours, right? There's, there's mm -hmm. no like concierge. We have different expectations, right? It just if you go for a hotel, it's it's the room, it's the breakfast, mm -hmm. it's the experiences, the check-in, is like the maybe a five, six or more. The bar, there's yeah. so many, yeah, the bar, etc. If you're looking at vacation rental or short rental, just looking at the room, you're looking at this. That's it, yeah. right? And as this one is good, you're good. But if the yeah. in the hotel, you have to take care of much more uh, parts to give a great experience. Yeah, exactly. True. And you could have an well, amazing room, but the check-in is your room uh, mentioned in that the the, the check-in was bad. Then mini bar, this things the the vacation rental doesn't have to think about. And then you're going downstairs, for example, and have a drink, and then it's like a you're asking for a cocktail and even know how to make the cocktail, you're just disappointed. It's okay, next time I'll go back to a vacation rental again because yeah, what was yeah. the, the added value for the for the hotel? Yeah, and the last the last piece of travel tourism that I'll complain about in my recent experiences is Uber. It is Ooh. not only significantly harder to get an Uber, but it's also a lot more expensive to the point where there's times that I've taken cabs and it's been cheaper and much faster, especially from the airport. Yeah. You know, if, if the Uber says it's going to be 10 minutes before it even arrives and it's as much or more expensive than a cab, like who's right there. Cab, it's not a big deal. Like I don't have, I have no loyalty to Uber. There's no reward. <laughs> that, uh, there is, that, there is rewards. There are. Yeah, I've never, I've never seen them. 
Uh, oh. <laughs> and I take it a lot. So maybe I'm just not looking in the right spot. But Did you link your Bonvoy account? Uh, I have not, no. That's I'm, where you're messing up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. Probably nominal points. It's, I'm not worried <laughs> about that. I, no, I'd rather... Also, I think you took an Uber and we need during COVID and stuff. Like, of course, I don't take public transport. So normally I could take a taxi or an Uber, but I didn't do, right? I just just drives by yourself. It's okay, prefer not to drink and I'll just drive back. Right, so it's, yeah. I think it changed as well that they are even in, I think the people were an Uber driver, they were self employed, they had to make some money. There was no tourist, so you're also moving to a different space. So I think there are less Uber drivers, which means there's a yeah. higher demand, which means you can increase your prices. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, we got a little off topic, but it's good. Um, because I think all of this plays into hybrid and in person stuff because it's travel related in order to get to a hybrid event or an in-person event you have to fly take a train take a bus take an uber whatever um so it's good stuff anything uh any final thoughts you guys would like to leave the audience with uh before we close out the session today how much do you want to pay for the paid content the after sessions <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> uh, this, this, the place behind me in here is like this you can sponsor as well so you background sponsoring we have different opportunities now so this whole space is for for rent as well now you can see bedroom but uh we also want to see michael ones with a different background that would be cool yeah well maybe will and i'll get together in the coming weeks and do it we can do a lot <laughs> yeah. uh, so i guess my parting words will be in I'm anxiously watching the UK as they might be extending travel again. I've got a trip planned to Scotland in middle end of July and they're trying to push it back and that would piss me off and make me, uh, make me quite your, upset. Your cast will stay, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we'll see, man. Come on, Boris. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, there we go. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you can come back off. Otherwise, yeah. Well, are we allowed to go to Poland? I, I guess so. And here goes. Well, nobody's testing anymore. I think so. But it, it seems to go go quite well. I think so. I'm yeah. Really, really fine with that pivot. <laughs> I can make awesome. something here. No, but it'll be fine. Awesome, guys. Well, sweet. I'm excited. Thank you uh, again for uh, being flexible on the whole travel and, and whatnot. Um, we will continue again next week. I'll be back this Friday home and uh, rested for another great Monday. And uh, we'll have plenty of more topics to talk about. So uh, we'll see everybody again soon. Check out the episode on Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. And then, of course, watch the replay on our YouTube. And we'll see you guys again next week.